0: And a junkie, I just dropped a lot, ayy And I dropped a lot, ayy And I dropped a lot, ayy Immediately throwing the towel, see? When it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I'll be willing and dealing. If I meet a trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy.
1: hello everybody and welcome to episode 25 of the dynasty junkies podcast, and uh, a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network and speaking of proud members of the dynasty podcast podcast network we have the newest uh, member of the network here as a guest this week uh it's a woman of many talents including uh freestyle rapping as well as playing fantasy football, writing about fantasy football, podcasting about fantasy football, the one, the only Casey Casey, Casey, how you doing?
2: I am doing pretty, pretty great. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Excellent. Uh, yeah, definitely doing well. And uh, I do expect um, by the end of this, I'm hoping that maybe you have a, have a freestyle rap to do about your uh, time on the show here um that incorporates Dustin shirking his duties this week as we'll segue into to Nick Martinez being on the show you know, for those who listen every week Nick was here last week and uh Dustin had a last minute work obligation come up so I said Nick uh, came uh, you want to come on and he came on on real short notice so Nick thanks for coming back and ha- how you doing Good, of
3: course. Thanks for having me again, and uh, I'm going to try my best Dustin impersonation here. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't think that'll be too difficult to, to, to equal or surpass Dustin. So I think you're fine. <laughs> um, and I am a little sad Dustin isn't here because I, I wanted to throw Mike Davis in his face a couple of weeks ago. We talked mm. about Mike Davis for Devontae Freeman, and he took uh, he took Freeman over Devon uh, over Mike Davis and. Uh, that was a pretty good call for me that I wanted to shove <laughs> in his face, but of course he didn't show up <laughs> this week. That's probably why he didn't show up. up. Yeah. <laughs>
4: He's
2: like, whoops. <laughs>
1: yeah, Whoops. I, we know Davis's time is coming to an end soon, but I, I, that's what I said then, that while they're both playing, it was easily Davis, and that's certainly proven out to be the case. But anyway, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into the show and start, as we always do, with our fantasy face-off. Fantasy face-off. Uh, this week, I thought this was an interesting one. It's two guys who saw an uptick in value this week for, for different reasons, and it's Kareem Hunt, uh, d- now the Cleveland RB1 with Nick Chubb's injury, uh, versus Joe Mixon, who finally had the blow-up week we were all hoping for. Uh, I definitely have my thoughts on this, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Uh Casey, what do you think between these two?
2: You know, for me, just I maybe this is a bias just because uh I have Kareem Hunt. I don't think I have Joe Mixon anywhere, but um I think Kareem Hunt Hunt's uptick in value is something that I can like actually stand behind because being a Cowboys fan, I saw what happened f- firsthand. So <laughs> I kind of know what happened. Uh but yeah, I just I, I feel like he's more of a solid safe bet at least. So that's what I'm about.
1: And Nick, what do you what do you think? You go and Mixon or hunt?
3: Uh, I think in a redraft, it's definitely Hunt. I mean, I think Hunt's going to get the the bulk of the work. Um, so I think he's I think he's locked in for a top five uh, fantasy finish, at least this year. Um, but in Dynasty, I think I still lean Mixon. Um, Mixon had the huge blow-up game. It was kind of what everyone was hoping for um, in the offseason that everyone was talking about. Um, his production hasn't been there, but his snaps and his routes run um, have gone up every single week. And so that's just really encouraging to see uh, he played 80, 83% of snaps on Sunday, and he ran routes on 62% of the dropbacks, and saw a season-high of six targets. And so that's exactly what we want. Um, I mean, right now his um, target targets per route run was under 10% the first three games, and which is an outlier because the first three seasons of his career, it's been between 17 to 22%. So we know that's kind of you know low for him. So if he can come up back up to that you know 17 to 22% that he's usually doing. And if Burrow is doing and as good as he looks on the field and and all we're hearing on the beat reporters about his leadership, good teams, uh, good players should follow that. Um, So I hope the Bengals get better. So I think in the long term, um, for me, it's Mixon. I would love to move Hunt for Mixon if I was like a rebuilding team or a middle of the pack team.
1: Yeah. And you kind of addressed something I think I was going to ask there, which is possible negative game scripts going forward. Cause it was a pretty positive game script this past week, which would help mix in. But like you said, he did, he did for the first time in a while, get a decent target share this week. If that goes up moving forward, even in negative game scripts, maybe we can see, uh, maybe not what happened this past week, but, <laughs> but better than we saw those first three, which are pretty bad. Um, and, but, but for me, I, and I, I see what you're saying, but I, I think I kind of side with Casey here, even for dynasty, um, just because I mean, we've seen Hunt there uh, going back to last year in Cleveland, and I, I think it's really more of a one A one B situation. I think everybody agrees with that. He's not really a handcuff, and he was he's RB on the uh, seven on the season now in PPR, um, and that's with only minus a, a half a chub. He was RB thirteen <laughs> going going into this week, so uh, he definitely has his own standalone value anyway. And I just – he's basically going to be – he could be Chubb plus um, with, with with the injury now, for at least for the next mm-hmm. six weeks, because um, he's definitely got more pass-catching ability than Chubb does. So given the usage in the passing game, uh, I do think he has the better offensive line. I mean, Cleveland's isn't amazing, but it's better than Cincinnati's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got – I agree with you, Nick, that, that that offense is going to be good, but I think the offense around Hunt is better now. So given all that, and and I tend to, you know, I think a lot of us do tend to uh, stress 2020 more, you know, even in Dynasty when we're in Mm -hmm. the season. So I think I would take Hunt. I forgot to mention the Twitter poll, which was over 1,200 votes, uh, did actually come out in favor of Mixon. So Twitter agrees with you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. It was 56-44. But the, the two of the three of us, I guess, are going to go hunt. And it was funny though too, looking at the replies. Every it was everybody was either easily mixing or easily hunt. It was like how?
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's true. Come on, guys. Yeah. quit trying to be cool.
1: Yeah, I think there was even an opposite <laughs> of what Nick said. I think someone even said go sell hunt for for or, or go sell mixin for hunt. Plus, or, or, I forget what you said, Nick. <laughs> but it was the opposite yeah. of what you 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 said. Yeah, you would sell hunt uh, mixin to get or hunt to get mixin'. Yep. Post, I would. If you could. If, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I, I, it was the other way around on Twitter. Yeah.
3: But, I mean, if the, the poll is so close on Twitter, they might be pretty close in value now.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I don't even know if you could do that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I would be curious to see what it's worth. I haven't really tried to buy him anywhere. I only have him, I think, in one or two leagues right now. And, and one of them I don't even really want to win. So I'm probably going to be selling him there. Uh, <laughs> and I know I'm a very good team there. So, um, do you think, do you think it would take, uh, I guess it would probably take more than a first at this point, right? If you wanted to buy hunt. You Nick, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think uh, the immediate productions right there. I mean, he, he's you know league winning abilities, right? You know, for these for the for the main stretch, right? You know, so to get you to the fantasy playoffs, it's pretty much almost a guarantee that you have RB1 numbers right there. So um, I don't know if it's a first plus, but it's it's absolutely a first for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think most of his owners probably, I don't think you can get two firsts for him, but I think most of his owners would not sell him for one single first or, or even equivalent player value. You agree? It sounds like it looks like you agree. Casey.
2: No, for real. Like if I had him and somebody offered that to me, I'd immediately counter because I don't think, I I think at least a first, I I'd probably feel a little, it depends on how my team is set up, but I think I'd feel a little off just accepting it, uh, you know, all willy nilly. Right. Um, but you know, you you had that window where you could get Kareem Hunt for cheap,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at
2: least you know, and then it closed real quick. So
1: yep, yeah, so yeah, I think you definitely have to. I don't think anyone's ex- would necessarily expect two first, but it would take more than one. Um, but we will move on to our next segment of the show. Uh, no Commissioner Corner this week. Uh, we've mentioned previously some weeks we'll do that, some weeks we won't, depending on what we come up with in season. So we're gonna go right in. To talking about week four and and dynasty strategy, dynasty strategy. As always, we're going to lead off. We then, we lead off with the injuries. So uh, we just talked about about uh, Hunt, uh, and that leads into the Chubb injury, which is he's got a sprained MCL out four to six weeks. Obviously, I don't think we need to talk about how this affects Hunt, um, but. Uh, what about uh, Chubb himself? I mean, is there any discount to be had here? Or I think as a contender, you obviously just have to hold. Um, I think even if you, you know, you're a strong contender and you want the points, I- I'm still holding. If you're if you're that strong of a contender, you can hopefully last, uh, you know, about six weeks or so without Chubb. And if you can't, then maybe you weren't that strong of a contender to begin with. Um, any thoughts on on uh, anything else? You, you know, uh, do you both agree with that? Basically, he's basically got to be a hold, even even if uh, you know you might be desperate for points.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he's the fact that he's not out for the entire season gives you a little glimmer of hope there. Um, I mean, I don't think you're going to get what you want for him right now, and so I would just hold because his value is going to go back up. You just kind of have to be patient and wait it out
1: yeah exactly and i don't think anyone who has him is also selling him at a discount just because of six weeks um so i'm not sure he's even that great of a buy you agree nick
3: yeah definitely i mean chubb's probably maybe a top three tier runner in the league right you know the talent's just off the charts so i i don't think there should be any discount um at this point
1: yeah, and given given the way he started, I think some people coming into the season were maybe a little worried, you know, because of Hunt, but they've shown they can coexist. So, I, yeah, I don't think you're you're paying full premium anyway. So, uh, I mean, unless you were going to buy him before, I don't think that you know. I don't know if you want to buy him now with the six week absence. So, I think you just wait. If you if you don't have them, uh, I'm not sure it makes total sense to buy them and wait six weeks on them. But if you if if you have them, then I, it doesn't make sense to sell them either. So, yeah, yep. basically a hold. And the next injury, the other big injury of the week was Austin Eckler, uh, had a severe hamstring strain. I'm with you. Casey's making a face. I'm with nope. her because <laughs> he's, my, he's my RB. He's my RB one in soft fishbowl. Yes, so I, I, me and my too. team wasn't that great to begin with.
2: So. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's no, not mine. Feeling- but he would be mine if I if I had actually drafted a running back in a decent round.
4: Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's got the
1: hamstring strain and also a hyperextended knee. But they're saying the hamstring strain was the more serious injury. Looks like uh, four to six weeks. Although I don't believe they put him on the IR yet. So I'm wondering if they're thinking maybe it could be uh, a little less. But um, given the injury to Eckler, uh, Nick, what are you thinking on Josh Kelly?
3: Yeah, I'm actually going to pivot and go Justin Jackson. Um, yeah. I actually think you could probably find him some um, on some waiver wires even, depending on how deep your league is. Um, Jackson still played 40% of the snaps um, after Eckler's injury. And then Jackson also played ahead of Kelly in week one before he got hurt. So it was his first game coming back from injury. Um, he's going to be dirt cheap. I mean, not dirt cheap anymore, but you know, way cheaper compared to Kelly. I don't think anyone wants to sell Kelly right now. Um, but I do unfortunately think it's going to be a split. Like I don't think it, Kelly just gets all the workload. So I kind of want to wait and see. And, and if Jackson can kind of get some receptions, even um, he could pay off, you know, huge dividends for his price.
1: And Casey, are you uh, <laughs> interested in Josh Kelly? or are you like the Justin Jackson go cheap route?
2: I, I really think it's going to be a toss up between both of them. I think if you want to go cheaper and, and bet, that Jackson's going to be the guy, then by all means do that. If you're a Josh Kelly, you know, supporter, I guess, uh, then go that route. I really think that I would just, whoever's available in my league, probably, you know, at least try. Um, I do like the fact that Justin Jackson is cheap. And I do like the fact that we don't really know what's going to happen there. So why not take a shot? Um, Josh Kelly, sure. And a couple of leagues that I'm like really desperate but uh, other than that, I'm not really sure <laughs> how I would handle the Chargers backfield right now.
1: Yeah, and what, what Nick says makes a lot of sense when it, when an uncertain backfield, it often makes sense to go for the cheaper guy. Uh, I guess uh, maybe I am a little higher on Kelly than you. I mean, I, I think I might pay for him. Uh, I, I find him very, very interesting. I mean, he was playing for, up until this Tampa game. He was playing pretty well um, in the previous games, had some standalone value. Uh, Tampa does have a really good run defense, so um, and I do know I, I meant to pull it up here before the show, but I know I think his schedule sets up pretty nicely for the time that uh, that Eckler will be out. Uh, I know he's got the Jets in there, and a couple other teams. Most of the teams that are in the uh, most of them are in the bottom half of the league at least currently against the run. That can that can change as the season goes on. So I I definitely think I'd be interested um, in, in buying him. I think you're gonna have to pay late first, and I would probably do that um, just because I think he has potential to be very good. I agree with you. He it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a split, but I, I don't think it's gonna be fifty fifty um with Jackson. And neither one is a great pass catcher, so maybe maybe it's more Kelly than Jackson. Um, One other thing I wanted to mention, too, though, is I I do think that maybe uh, Hunter Henry could benefit some from this, too. Uh, I forget where I heard. I think it may be J.J. Zacharyson, but uh, RB targets and tight end targets tend to correlate pretty heavily when one's out. So uh, Hunter Henry might be a decent kind of buy low because he hasn't started off to begin with either. Uh, Sounds like you two agree with that. Yep.
4: (laughs) You guys can't hear it, but my (laughs) head is (laughs) rattling.
3: Yeah, big Hunter Henry
1: fan, yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't gotten off to the greatest start, so maybe yeah. maybe this helps him out.
2: Situation, definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's going to help him.
1: And then uh, the, other, the only other kind of major injury of the week, I think, was uh, O.J. Howard. Got the Achilles injury. He's out for the season. Um, kind of sucks because he was starting to show a little bit again uh, after doing virtually nothing last year. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I know uh, Nick last week uh, when you were on the show you mentioned with the Godwin injury you thought it might help Gronk and I don't think we saw that too much this past week do you think maybe the OJ Howard injury on top of it helps him even more or is he just uh, a shadow of the former Gronk or, or what's going on?
3: Yeah. So, yeah, to be fully transparent, I, you know, I, I looked at snaps, you know, I looked at, at routes ran. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then I actually watched some Gronk, and I was like, oh boy,
4: that, <laughs> that is yeah. not going to equate mm. to
3: fantasy points. I mean, he, he's struggling. <laughs> he, he, his separation's bad. He's really struggling with on his routes. He, I mean, he doesn't look fast at all. Um, so, I mean, it's so tough because all, all of the stats, the snaps, the routes run, um, they're all you know they're all going up and so it's something you love to see um, but I just don't know if physically you know he's there you know I mean he might be on the same level as kind of like AJ Green, AJ Green right now
1: so so Casey does that mean it's Cameron Bright season
2: I mean it could be <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know I, right there right now that's another one of those situations where it's like hands in the air like if you get it right then like High five to you. And if you get it wrong, well, so did we. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gronk, yeah. Like last week, I had heard some people talking up Gronk for last week. And if it was going to happen, it was going to happen last week. And it didn't. And it's like, uh, it gets kind of frustrating. I don't know. There's so many tight ends out there that are in the same cluster that I'm I'm like, I don't know if I would even want to risk any of them right now. Because, I mean, even OJ Howard wasn't somebody you were really depending on. Um, just because his prior history and everything, even though he's athletic and everybody knows that he can get the job done, it's just the situation didn't pan out that way. Um, yeah, I don't know that uh, Tampa Bay in general, is just a confusing team. so <laughs> yeah,
3: that, yeah. that's just think, another
2: one to add to the chart.
3: I think another point for me is I think it kind of hurts Brady in a way, right, because he completed five touchdowns of five different players, right? You mm-hmm. know, so he does he spreads the ball around. It's one, again, one less pass catcher for him.
1: Right. Agreed. And I actually, uh, I was joking at the beginning there, but I actually have picked <laughs> up Bray in a couple of dynasty leagues just in case, yeah, you, you, you especially have. too, if you're uh, look, I mean, everybody's hurt there right now pretty much. Even, yep. Yeah. Even the guys that they're saying might How? play this week. Yeah. Like Godwin's out and Watson's out and, uh, Evans is questionable. And Miller is questionable. You know, questionable. Yeah. yeah. So, it hurts. It hurts yeah. <laughs> to
4: think <of> about. <laughs> so, yeah, know. you
1: never know. Um, maybe maybe you can get a spot start out of them somewhere if you're desperate, tight end on buy or something like that.
4: Mm.
1: Okay. So, um, and then uh, normally at this point, we go into some other topics uh, of the week, some other storylines. We have a few here, but we also have a, another sort of segment we're going to do in a minute, but we're going to. Touch on a couple topics real quick. Um, one uh, is Damian Harris. Uh, all the uh, the truthers were out taking victory laps on Twitter this week after the Monday night game. I, I was never really in the Damian Harris camp, uh, uh, but he did he did have a pretty nice game this week. Uh, I'm not so sure. I really want him going forward. I think it's great if you were one of those ones that had him or bought him cheap. I think you definitely can sell him for a profit now. I think you probably get at least a second for him after that game. Uh, I'm not looking to buy him. He's not. Uh, he's not really. He wasn't involved in the passing game at all this week. I don't see him as much of a pass. He had zero targets. Uh, a lot of times they were taking him out for Burkehead or James White near the goal line, and uh, to me he's sort of sony michelle with better knees i mean (laughs) we saw this out of sony in his rookie year i mean he had plenty of good rushing games where and he you know scored some touchdowns too which uh harris didn't do this week um but and and it's hard to trust but it's hard to trust uh, new england to feature anybody so Casey's not in her head again. A, are you, are you, I'm
2: sorry. You're like hitting <laughs> the nail right on the head.
1: Uh, maybe I should let you guys talk more instead of rambling on. Then no. Um
2: <laughs> I, I like it because you say the things more eloquently than I can. So.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, I'm not totally in on him. I mean, like this week, like this past week, was a nice game, but a hundred yards and no catches and no touchdowns is still only ten points. So do you have any interest in Harris, Casey, or are you like me? It's, uh, you know, congrats to those who can sell them if they can, but I'm not looking to buy.
2: Yeah, it's just like Rex Burkhead, you know, prior to that. Um, It's always hit or miss when it comes to New England running backs, and I never try to shoot my shot with them. I'm never, like, patting them on the back saying good job because the next week it's some other guy. Um, Yeah. I yeah. learned my
1: lesson. I was all in on Sony last year, and that went yeah. horribly.
2: <laughs> it did not work out. And so once you get burned one too many times, it's just time to, like, step away. And if good things happen there, then, like, kudos to you guys. But <laughs> I- I've i been there through too many years where it's just been complete crap. And um, it's, you know, kind of fool's gold, I guess, when it comes to the running back situation that.
1: Nick, yeah. And, and I
3: totally Totally agree with you, Rocky. Yeah. You think he's the nail in the head? No passing game. But he has a super low ceiling, right? Like, his the best possible outcomes are first and second down roll, like with a quarterback that steals goal line touches, right? You know, right. so it, yeah. for That's me, the there's, Cam there's, there's will be no upside early. at all. Yeah. Exactly. For sure.
1: Yeah. So, um yeah, I think we're all agreed there. And, and uh, the next issue that, that I wanted to talk about here um, was just something that I saw on Twitter that kind of shocked me. And I'm, I'm pulling up the tweet as I talk here because I don't want to misquote anybody. Um, but I, I was just shocked and I wanted to get your guys' take on it. Uh, there was a, a tweet uh, by somebody about, about DK and Matt Price, who I respect greatly, said uh, – <laughs> he's a very, very smart guy – Said that he's my wide receiver one overall, so I'm happy to pay market price. Ryan McDowell replied, same. And this just floored me. Like, (laughs) I've warmed up to DK a lot. I was totally on that, you know, he's not athletic enough. You know, the hip thing at the combine, he doesn't have the movement, you know, he he can't run a lot of routes. Uh, I obviously, you know, I I can't, you know, no take lock. I've seen what I've seen, and, and he's definitely a valuable asset in fantasy, but wide receiver one, that just seemed insane to me. Nick, what do you think?
3: Yeah. I read this little note on the show sheet and I was like, what? And then I (laughs) went to the ADP and I started going through wide receivers. I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not that crazy. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely take Hopkins Hill and Adams still before DK, but I feel like after that, there's definitely an argument. And I don't, I don't think, like, I think DK is in the back half of the, of the wide receivers for me, at least in the, the wide receiver ones. Um, but I mean, he's tied to the best deep ball passer in the league. Um, the one thing for me that makes me hesitate is Lockett. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's a really 1A, one 1B one situation. Uh, Lockett does disappear um, some games, but DK has been pretty consistent. But, um, you know, it's not like an Adams or a Hopkins that are just dominating their target share.
4: Yeah,
1: and to be clear, uh, I believe what they what they meant, and I think I kind of put this on the show, it was more like an ADP or ranking kind of thing. Not that they're saying he's going to finish the wide receiver one this season, but that yeah. in their minds, he's the dynasty wide receiver one in terms of value. is, mm-hmm. is the way I took it anyway. Um, so, Casey, are, are you as equally astonished by that as I
2: am? <laughs> I mean, you know, because I have Lockett so close to DK, it's like – I mean, I can see a situation where I, I would never fault somebody for being like DK number one. Um, but personally, yeah, the guys that Nick had uh, just listed off, I think those are guys that I would take before him. If you want to go all in on DK, then by all means do. I know um, I'll just take Tyler Lockett. I don't I, <laughs> know. To me, that offense is so like money right now, and I think it's going to be money for a while that you just want a piece of that offense. So even if you get the cheaper version of, you know, what you got going there, yeah, give me a piece of it. I don't care like really who it is. I mean, to a point, but um, yeah, I, I, if Russ can keep doing what he's doing and cooking, as I say, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then, I mean, I could see a, a place where DK goes really, really high next year. And yeah, if you have them now, just be thankful you have him.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, I think a guy I'm going to put at wide receiver one has to have wide receiver one, as is like one of his possible outcomes. And I just, especially for this year, I don't see that maybe down the road. But I mean, he's just been insanely efficient so far. He's got only four catches in every game, but uh, at least 92 yards in all of them and a touchdown and three. I mean, that's going to be hard to keep up. So and and like you guys mentioned with Lockett there, uh, Lockett, who's slightly out targeting him, by the way. Um, mm. So, so I'm, um, yeah. I mean, I just again, uh, that's that's 2020 mostly related. But um, I always weigh that have more heavily anyway, as I said earlier. And speaking of let Russ cook too, uh, they are he he is definitely cooking in terms of performing, but they are not letting him pass that much more than they have in the past. I looked it up. They're, they're 20 <laughs> second in pass attempts. So it's not like they're just saying, Russ, go throw it around the ball yeah. yard for us. So um, they've just been really good. And yeah. I think they've kind of been lucky that they're, well, not lucky for them, but for fantasy purposes, that their defense has been pretty atrocious. <laughs> so they've needed to to score a lot of points. Um, so, yeah. Just...
3: I'm going to pull a Russ real quick. Are you ready? So ADP, Chris Godwin's wide receiver six. You have DK or Godwin?
1: That is so funny. I pulled it up while <laughs> you guys were talking and was going to do oh, the yeah. same thing. <laughs> I am taking Godwin oh, easily man. there. Yeah, You agree? Still. Uh,
3: yeah, but I, I think there's a discussion. I, I, I mean, yeah. uh And then you have Juju, wide receiver eight.
1: Uh, oh, you're, you're looking at the one QB ADP. I'm looking at the super ADP. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, but, we can go yours. Uh, I, I would take... I would take DK over Juju. I, I trust I trust DK a little more now, which is crazy for me to say given where I was with them a year ago. Um so yeah, I mean Juju uh especially since I'm a big Deontay Johnson guy. So yeah. I, I, I'm on the train that Deontay Johnson is now the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, again, he's out targeting out targeting right. Juju. And you never so, know where Juju is going
2: to end up next year, you know? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. You don't know Juju's quarterback situation, whereas DK's got Russ for at least the next, uh at least two years. And then they'll probably extend DK, I'm sure. So, uh so what about you, Nick? What about, uh I'm looking at, like I said, I'm looking at, here, I'll, I'll flip over if I, people can bear with Maybe. me. Well, I,
3: what about you, Casey? Would you take AJ Brown or would you take DK in Dynasty?
2: I'd probably take DK. I just, I don't know. It's more of a gut thing than anything,
3: (laughs) which doesn't really help. I feel like he's, you know. Yeah, I feel like he's right there, like wide wide receiver seven or eight. Yeah, and you're going to get him
2: at a nice price. Like right now is probably the time I would say it would be the time to pounce because I think he's going to be steady for a while. Might as well get him at the beginning and wait and see if you can get him and then have to pay more.
1: So just so I can play too, Nick, Evans is wide <laughs> receiver nine. You taking him over over Evans? I'm taking DK over Evans. Yeah, uh, I love Evans, but I think I agree with you there too. Uh, I think DK will probably be a little more steady too than Evans. Evans is one of those guys that's gonna boom for you, but he's gonna have those you know two catch for for forty, you know, thirty yard weeks or something like that too. Uh, and I yeah, think we I can get below that. Yeah, it starts getting a lot easier. Like I think most people are going to take him over Julio Jones and mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Galladay is a little interesting, but because uh, I do like Galladay, but I think most people would take him over him too, just because he's a little younger.
3: Yeah, okay, I'd take him over Odell, but I, I don't think I'd take him over Amari.
1: Oh, which that's where so it gets a little. Spoiler alert: We will be talking about in a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll move on to the next point which was the, the last uh, kind of newsy item we had here, which was uh, Dwayne Haskins being benched. The the amazing Kyle Allen is now the starter there. Yeah, pick him uh, up. It's <laughs> 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 the next step on the way to the Alex Smith comeback, I think. <laughs> but um, what do you think, uh, Nick, about these guys, uh, about Allen and how it may or may not affect McLaurin and, and maybe Gibson? Yeah. I don't think
3: it's a boost. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying it's a boost just because of how much he targeted DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey last year. Um, I don't think it's a boost. Uh, I mean, we know Kyle, Kyle Allen, isn't very good. Um, but for me, I'm still starting Gibson and McLaurin with confidence. Um, so I know that they should get targets and I don't think he's going to be a complete train wreck. Uh, Cause we saw what he did last year um, in Carolina, but um, so it's kind of a, um, for me, it's just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why you wouldn't want to see what you have in Haskins a little bit more, but, um, you know, I'm still starting McLaurin, still starting Gibson, but um, Allen, if I'm only desperate.
1: Yeah, I don't really agree with it, it necessarily either. I mean, I don't think Haskins is necessarily that good, but I don't know that Kyle Allen's going to give you that much. Uh, it's funny, to your point, I had actually bookmarked this tweet for the show. I want to give credit to, to the guy who put it out there. He's Chase Vernon at FF Intervention, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. underscore intervention. Yeah. Um, And he said, for those of you concerned about McLaren, Kyle Allen completed 74 passes to DJ Moore on 118 attempts, 62.7 completion for 1,084 yards with four TDs in 13 games. And that McLaren has a higher snap percentage yards of separation per target and almost double the yards after catch per target. So, I mean, I kind of – I see what you're saying, but I also kind of agree with that. And I also think that last year it seemed that uh, Case Keenum – uh, he McLaurin actually performed at least anecdotally. I didn't look at the numbers, but it seemed like McLaurin performed better with Case Keenum than he did with Askins. So, do do we really think Keenum is that much better than Kyle Allen? Other than maybe Kyle Allen throws more interceptions, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have any concerns about McLaurin or Gibson Casey?
2: Um, not really. I just feel like th- that situation there. It for first uh first and foremost when we were when you were talking about McLaurin i think he's kind of quarterback proof he's one of those guys that like it doesn't matter if the quarterback is completely horrid because that's just the situation in washington anyway um and and Gibson has been just kind of excelling past what we thought he was going to do. I think that's going to continue no matter what because I mean, who do you have there? And I also think it helps Logan Thomas too. I know that he hasn't been doing much as of late, but I mean, he gets targeted a lot and I think that if you need a security blanket, that's going to be your number one guy to go to because he's right there. Um, you know, the passes are going to be a plenty for him if if the situation turns out the way that it should. Now we're not it's Washington, so who knows, but that's what I think.
1: Yeah, that's a, cu- a couple of good points you made there, I think, especially about the quarterback proof thing, because even this year, McLaurin has been doing okay with Haskins. He had, I think, two big games out of the four uh, they've played. So uh, I- I'm definitely not worried about-, about him. And Gibson has performed beyond uh, what I thought he would do so far. So... We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I think uh, maybe three weeks from now, we'll be talking about Alex Smith uh, and okay. starting at quarterback. So, which would be a great story if it happened. Okay. So then we'll get into the the topic I was talking about earlier, um, which we wanted to look at uh after 4 weeks here I you know we kind of did something similar after week 1 like are these guys real or not some of the performances but after 4 weeks i think you start to get a better idea of of what's going on in the league and who's doing what and so we wanted to look at some overachievers so far um based on their production and and what we think of them what we're doing with them things like that and we we picked some guys at each position um uh, basically, just to give you an idea, too, I'm going to give positional ranks. I basically just took these off of, uh, an NFL league I'm in that has pretty vanilla scoring, PPR, okay. four-point <laughs> passing touchdowns. Um, and so that's where we're getting the positional ranks for, for these. Um, so the first one was QB and uh, the only one that I really thought I would single out because I think maybe Josh Allen at QB3 is a little higher than we thought, but most of the other guys aren't crazy. Um, but the one I singled out was Aaron Rodgers at QB5. And uh, Casey, what do you think? Can, can he keep this up? Is this, are we getting uh, another peak Aaron Rodgers season at 36 or 37 or whatever it is?
2: I, I mean, at least it looks like that right now. Uh, I thought he was toast. I thought there's no way I'm taking him in any of my leagues. If I already have him, cool, if I don't have them, then I'm not getting him. Um, I think he can actually keep this up. If he just continues to do what he's doing. I know with like having a new t- or having a tight end there that he's actually been relying on for once, which is a crazy thing because Aaron Rodger- Rodgers Rogers just doesn't rely on tight ends. Um, you know, if you get Devonte Adams 100 healthy and everything else, um, and then the running back situation is always like surprising. Like we didn't think that could keep up, but it's doing you know pretty well. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has a good shot at staying there. Um, I, I really haven't looked at like schedule too far out, which is a problem for me, not for you guys. But uh, if the uh, schedule isn't great for him, I still think that he's he's smart enough to get the ball to the right people at the right time. It is surprising that Aaron Rodgers is where he's at, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I could
1: see that happening. Uh, yeah, I was just saying that uh, John Hoog might have been the only one that saw this coming. Uh, he, on this show, he had predicted uh, Aaron Rodgers is the QB1, which he's not quite there yet, but um, but I, I don't have any great statistical analysis of this, but I've been thinking about I just think this is a a big FU season for Aaron Rodgers after the drafting of Jordan Love. And I kind of expect it to continue. I mean, he, he's been doing it with with no Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard goes down. Doesn't matter. It, it's just he's like, You guys drafted Jordan Love. You dra- you drafted AJ Dillon instead of getting me a receiver. Screw you. I'm gonna ball out.
4: <laughs> yep.
1: And and uh, and and show you guys you gotta keep me. Um, anything to add, Nick, or should we go on to the next guy? No,
3: just real quick, he has the highest QBR through the first four games since they invented QBR
4: in 2006.
1: I did not know that. What is this QBR?
3: Uh, that you know, I should have written down,
1: (laughs) but (laughs) I don't have it. No worries, (laughs) no (laughs)
3: worries.
2: I think
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I said, that was that was the only QB I put down. I guess another one, um. I'm looking at uh, Tom Brady at QB seven is a little surprising to me, but he does have all those weapons. Yeah. So um, anyway, we'll move on to the, to the next guy I had on the list, which was uh at, we went to the running back position. Next a few guys here. Uh, Chris Carson is currently RB five and PPR. Uh, what do you, what do you think of Chris Carson, Nick? And he, Can he keep this up? Would you be looking to sell him, unless you're a super heavy contender or what are you, what are you doing?
3: Yeah, no, I think Carson's always been one of those guys where the production never really matched his value. Like I feel like even in the off season, he was kind of going for a second, you know, and he's, you know, RB five on the season Uh, when you're tied to Russell Wilson, you're going to kind of do well. Um, He still only plays about 56% of the snaps. So he's not like a workhorse. Um, So and he already has half the amount of TDs that he had the last two seasons already, a quarter way through the season. So I think it's a little inflated that way. But, I mean, when you're tied to Russell Wilson, um, you're going to put up numbers. And so, um, you know, Chris Carson should be great. I, you know, I don't, he's probably still worth, I mean, he's probably worth the first right now. Um, but his, like I said, his value always fluctuates because no one really gives him the respect he deserves.
1: But, yeah, I was just going to uh, agree with you. Um, I would. De- he's a guy uh, uh, of all these overachievers. Uh, not all of them am I looking to buy, but he's definitely one I am because um, I don't think people are going to be expecting RB5 prices for him even still. And uh, he's also, I feel like, maybe get- – I, mean, I haven't researched past years, but it seems like he's getting a little more involved in the passing game. He's already got 15 catches this year, um, which would – if he keeps it up, would be a sixty catch pace. I don't know if he does that, but I'm very sure he's never had sixty catches before. So, um, and maybe that's just part of the quote unquote letting Russ cook. But uh, I definitely be looking to buy him if I'm a contender. Um, but we'll move on to the next guy. And uh, Casey, I'll let you talk about him first because we, I think we talked about him last week on the show. Um, And I think we talked about him in, in uh, week one, too. So he's basically, this is the recurring James Robinson segment of the show, apparently. <laughs> uh, he's an RB6, so he's definitely an overachiever. So I thought yes. we'd to throw him onto the list. Uh, Casey, what are your thoughts on James Robinson? Is this, uh, are, are you looking to buy him? Are you looking to sell him? Are you looking to hold him? What are you doing?
2: Okay. Well, let's start off by saying, I see your Eagles hat and we know what's up. <laughs> James Robinson is the best undrafted free agent since Tony Romo. What? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Let's not go too crazy. But uh, James, Tony Romo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, James <laughs> Robinson is a guy that right now I. I think that people are going to overpay for James Robinson, which by all means, if you want to do that, like send your offers this way. Um, my concerning factor is the fact that we thought there were going to be like 14,000 starting running backs there. Um, and, and the fact that he popped off and ended up being the one based on COVID happening and everything out and injuries, fluke, whatever, uh, James Robinson, cool. He, he ended up in a great situation. I mean, number one guy there. Um, yeah, we're not even going to talk about Chris Thompson and, and and how high I was on him. Um, but James Robinson is a guy that I think I would either hold, and if I was really in the mood to get a little spicy with it, I would try to sell him, but I wouldn't take, like, probably face value for him. I'd want a little more than that just because – uh, how on fire he is right now, he, I, I feel like people should overvalue him. Cause you're really not sure with him what you're going to get. And it's better to be on the, you know, better. I guess they say better safe than sorry. So you wouldn't go after him, but I'd rather just like pay a little up for him. If I was going for him, if I was James Robbins, if I got him off of waivers or whatever, like those are the best freaking things ever. When you get a guy off of waivers <laughs> and, and you can sell him for like something like at second or a first or whatever, like Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd hold him for right now if I was, especially because, like, in all my dynasty leagues, I'm I with all the injuries and the COVID stuff. It's just like you you use what you got, and James Robinson's there. I'm using him.
1: Yeah, if I'm a contender, um, I I don't even know if I'm selling. If I'm a contender, I'm finally starting to believe. He just keeps doing it week after week. I was with you, kind of what you were saying at the beginning there. I kept thinking. Mm -hmm. That you know, the guy, other guys were going to come off the IR. I mean, Raquel Armstead's been on COVID IR. (laughs) For the whole season, I, I'm not sure what's going on. I hope he's okay. He's uh, just going
2: around I, yeah. with all the illegal practices. I'm worried he's in the, he's the hospital,
1: around. you know,
3: <laughs> or something. I did.
1: You know. I, did. I did some Twitter yeah. research,
3: and all the comments to Schefter are like, "We haven't heard anything about Raquel. Is he okay?" I know.
2: <laughs> Somebody he make heard a it. GoFundMe like, and a you... T-shirt for this dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not <laughs> like on
1: a ventilator. Can you keep him on COVID? I <laughs> yeah.
2: <long>. I mean, <laughs> we don't need any like cloudy waters here when it comes to James Robinson. <laughs> Bring him back into the mix, and we don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, but, but I, but, but yeah, for for the first two, maybe even three bases, I kept thinking him or a Zigba is going to come back. It's going to yep. cut in. Still haven't come back either of them, and I think even if they do at this point, it doesn't matter because he's been just too good.
3: It's his backfield now, I think.
1: Yeah, and I was just to to prove that point. I mean, uh, I had a guy texting me, a buddy of mine, earlier today. We were talking about Robinson. He's saying. Per uh, pro football focus, he has the number of seven uh, elusive rating of all running backs. It's crazy. Um, in just 15 targets, he's forced eight missed tackles on pass play. Kamara has the most with nine, but that's on 35 targets. So, I mean, he's just performing insanely well. So um,
3: He saw all the backfield targets last week. Chris Thompson only played 16 snaps.
4: Yeah, I'm guys.
2: sorry for my Chris Thompson Crazy. take earlier.
4: this I was just saying. No, I'm really I'm, just, I'm about telling things, the right? world <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I'm owning up to my to my stuff. Like, whoops.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still don't know if I'd pay a first to buy him, but I'm definitely not selling him. I don't even know if I'm selling him for a first unless I'm totally like think I'm not contending at all. So, uh I, I'm finally starting to believe. I think Nick was already there last week. Um, you were you you're buying for a first, I think you said last week, correct? Yep, definitely. Yeah. So um I, I don't know that he finishes RB six, um, but I definitely can still see a low end RB one, high end RB two season for a guy you got off waivers. That's fantastic. And I, I would take the production over the, the draft pick profit unless you just think there's no way I'm contending this year. Yeah, totally
3: agree. For sure.
1: So we'll move on to the next running back. Uh, We had three running backs on the list. And the next one, we're mostly looking at, just to let you know, at the top 12 guys, I didn't really get below that. Um, But Jarek McKinnon is actually RB10 right now. And uh, Rich Dotson actually, well, he's been calling this for like two years, if you listen to Dynasty Nerds. But he also called it on our show, uh, uh, I think just before the season, I think he was on. uh, We were talking about running backs. And he said he he had RB1 potential. Um, He he was paying anything to get him. He's loved Jarek McKinnon for a while. And um, I was kind of with him. I I thought he was a little high on him uh, compared to where I was. But um, he was a guy I was snatching all over the place, especially in startups, because you could get him so cheap. Um, Mm -hmm. You could get him in like the, the 20th round and things like that. And. Uh, that backfield was never going to be certain. I never bought, bought into totally to Mostert, although he did look good in the two games he played. Um, but I think McKinnon will be good even with Mostert back. He's got a uh, 13 points in every game, including the ones with Mostert. Um, and with the, the the RB rotation there, him being the best pass catching guy, I think he can keep it up. And we often see um, a lot of times in uh, every year, every other year, you see you see one of these pass catching backs. Uh, get into that low end RB1 range where he's at right now. Uh, Danny Woodhead back in the day, Duke Johnson, uh, Austin Eckler was kind of that on steroids last year. So, <laughs> so uh, B- allow Powell for a little bit too. Yeah, Tariq mm-hmm. Cohen a couple well, years ago. Chris
2: Thompson even was,
1: yeah, before he got, <laughs> yeah, absolutely before he got hurt. That, yeah, yeah. A few years ago, he was in yeah. RB1. So um, I I I like uh, McKinnon a lot. I think you can still probably get him for for a second, and I would pay that all day on the contender, especially because if it's your own second, it's going to be late. Uh, Nick, you in on McKinnon?
3: Yeah, I think he's definitely played himself into a role. He's absolutely hopped uh, Coleman now. Um, I mean, last week he played ninety-two percent of the snaps. Like that's insane. He ran he eighty percent of routes run um, on dropbacks, and so like that's workhorse volume. That's all you can ask for. Um, Mostert did practice limited today Um, I think at least what I'm what I'm getting for the beat reporters I'm a Niner fan so I kind of follow all that stuff um, that they I hope and I think that they're going to kind of take a chance again of not playing Jimmy G or Mostert because they have Miami and just kind of hope it did the exact same thing they did with the Giants it's just they think they had they can do it with the backup personnel Um, so I think we get one more week of workhorse McKinnon um but then I do think he goes into a nice role um to complement Mostert I do think they give Mostert the majority of the work again when he comes back because he did look great um even in week one he ran 17 routes and he ran more routes than McKinnon um so they are using Mostert in the passing game um but I do think McKinnon's absolutely played himself into a little bit of a bigger role um throughout the season
1: And now we're going to go into the wide receivers. We have uh, probably more wide receivers than than any other group here. So we'll try and run through them as quick as we can. The first one is the wide receiver one right now, who we mentioned earlier, Amari Cooper. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Can he maintain wide receiver one? Is that in his range of outcomes? Um, Where do you see him finishing this year? Or what range do you see him finishing in this year?
3: Yeah, I think one. I think one to five actually is, is definitely in his range of outcomes. Um, that that defense is not great, and so that he's going to mean a lot of positive game scripts for passing. Um, and I kind of talked about it uh, last week with Dak. Uh, this new offense is attack, 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 and they're like I said, they're letting Dak cook. I mean, they they are playing <laughs> so much quicker than last year. I saw um, Scott Barrett tweeted something. That, so the Cowboys lead the league in passing or in plays per game with 72. So, and then the Vikings are last in the league. So essentially the Cowboys are getting five and a half quarters a game compared to the Vikings four quarters a game, because that's how <laughs> fast they're playing. And so I I bought in real early Evan Silva, um, you know, kind of the, you know, one of the biggest names in the fantasy industry was really high on Amari Cooper. And so I kind of trusted him and. And what I've seen is a target machine. So, but uh, I know Casey is a Dallas fan, so um, we'll get better insight there.
2: Yeah, um, my thing with Amari Cooper is like I- I'm surprised he's wide receiver one. Honestly, <laughs> um, just because Dallas has so many pass catchers, like to to hear that Amari Cooper's number one is a little- it's a little bit of a shock. Um, I'm a big CD Lamb kind of. Kind of gal right now uh michael gallup hasn't been getting exactly what he should but i think that he's great uh, i think amari cooper got overpaid and i think he'd be better off somewhere else <laughs> that's just my opinion
1: and, I, I i would take him on the eagles right now i'll tell you that well
2: i mean you guys don't really have a whole lot to work with no. there. <laughs> you
0: guys yeah. can get jordan,
2: you guys can get jordan matthews back if you really want to <laughs> i hear he's available but um
3: You're going to start lining up a wide receiver, Rocky. (laughs) I (laughs) know.
2: But, yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper, cool. Uh, I do have him in Scott Fishbowl to pair with Dak just because you want a piece of that offense if you have Dak. And for where he fell to me, like, cool. Um, But I'm not actively – if I have Amari Cooper, I think I'm trying to trade him just because of – like, we've seen Amari Cooper disappear in the past. And I'm still kind of on that – of is he going to keep it up or is he going to disappear again because we've been there done that and um with the addition of cd lamb i didn't think it was going to really affect the wide receivers there i was like everybody's going to get to eat whatever um didn't expect for blake jarwin to get hurt didn't expect for dalton schultz to like look decent um and I don't know, Amari Cooper. I don't think he can hold on to the wide receiver one. I don't think he's going to be a top five guy, and that's just me. I don't think he's going to be a top five guy by the end of the season. You can quote me on that, whatever you want. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just I feel like either injury is coming, or he's he's CD Lamb's going to like take off and skyrocket because we've seen it every week.
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I, I, I'm kind of with Nick and then I, I can see and I'm I'm the Eagles fan and I should be the cowboy <laughs> hater and
4: you're the Cowboys fan. <laughs> but,
2: I'm just trying to be realistic. I mean no, I'm with and as a Cowboys the fan. Way. We always have to be a little a little on the downside for everything so that we don't get too disappointed when that <laughs> stuff happens because it which, happens.
1: Which happens a lot for the last 30 years or so. But yeah. um I just, like Nick said, the passing volume is insane. I mean, it's got to come down some, but they're averaging 50 attempts per game now. So, (laughs) Um, but even when you factor that out, even if you factor some aggression in that, I mean, Amari, even with all those weapons, there seems to be the lead guy. He's got uh, 51 targets out of 203 passes. So that's like a 25% target share. So even if the passing comes down, he's still the lead guy. He's also doing this with only one touchdown so far um, yeah. being wide receiver wow. one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
2: <laughs> I watched every game. I didn't even know that. was.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not predicting wide receiver one, but like Nick said, I can see top five, um, but we'll move on to the next guy. Cause we are already going pretty long here. Uh, so <laughs> the next guy is wide receiver three, Calvin Ridley. Uh, A lot of the community loved Calvin Ridley, especially our boy dynasty outhouse. Um, I'm not sure we saw why and why that's wide receiver three with a zero in one of his games. Yes. (laughs) um, Yeah, Casey. So uh, can you see him as a top end wide receiver one or at least a low end wide receiver one? Do you think he finishes there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I already saw it when they played the Cowboys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Now, I know the Cowboys have, like, one of the most atrocious defenses in the league, but, like, really so Atlanta. And- <laughs> I mean, <it's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at the game script. So, um yeah, I think he, he could. Uh I did not know he was as athletic as he is to actually like put eyes on him. Like sometimes you just have to watch these games. And, and that's one of the players I hadn't watched a whole lot of film on. And after I saw what happened when he played the Cowboys, sure, you go back and you reevaluate things and you you look at film and stuff and you're like, Holy crap, I didn't know that this was a thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he can. I think he's got the talent. I think he is um young and healthy enough to like really prove that he can keep where he is. Um, it would not be out of the realm for me to think that he was going to, you know, be a top three guy. I think he will be a top three guy, a top five guy for sure. A top five guy.
1: Yeah. He has, he has done this with a injured Julio for most of the season, which is my only concern, uh, but it is a pretty concentrated offense. It is a horrible defense. So, I, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of their own possibility. He surpasses, uh, Julio, at least in terms of fantasy points, especially yep. because he's kind of a, there's certain guys that always like TDs are generally fluky, but there's certain guys that generally just seem to be able to, to keep them up year after year. And I think he might be one of those guys. You know, we've seen Devante do it. Dez um, has done it back in the day. So um I, I think he's a wide receiver one where in there, maybe not as high as three. I'm not sure. But <laughs> Yeah.
2: (laughs) He can do it if he really tries. He's just gotta really try.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can do anything you set your mind to, right? Exactly. That's
2: my positivity, yeah, except for if you're Mari Cooper, but other than that.
1: (laughs) Um, but we'll move on to the next guy. Stefan Diggs is at wide receiver five. And I know a lot of people were down on him coming into the season, um, going to the Bills, um, especially with with uh, the inaccurate Josh Allen at quarterback. So Nick, um what do you, what do you think of Diggs? Is this is this a, a sell high or is this Josh Allen is, is, has improved so much that this is this is what Diggs is this year?
3: Yeah, I think I think the fantasy community really galaxy brained Diggs, right? I mean, Diggs is an incredible wide receiver. Um from Matt Harmon's reception perception, he said Diggs was the best route runner in the NFL. I mean, when you get open, you're going to get the ball. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone expected Josh Allen to, you know, explode like he has. Um, But I mean, last year he had a career best against zone and a career best against press. And so he finished in the 93rd percentile against man for the third straight year. So, I mean, he is just, so good at what he does and such a route technician that that i think he's great and if josh allen's great too he's gonna still continue to be great so i'm holding digs i um i've sold one share over the offseason um but i held on to one just in case and i'm really glad i did
1: yeah i'm right there with you i was i, I bought a couple shares in the offseason because uh, i think his value had gone so down because mm-hmm. people perceived buffalo was a bad place and uh I wasn't expecting this out of Josh Allen either, but I just thought with what they gave up for him, they were, they were going to revolve the offense, uh, the passing offense around them. Um, and, and like you said, I, I actually have that in my notes for the show is, is, is best route runner in the game, basically. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, going on to the next guy is former teammate. Adam Thielen is that wide receiver six. This one, I don't know. Is that maybe surprising? Um, I did throw it on here just because, his value was pretty low this offseason. I guess a lot of that was due to age. Um, but do you see wide receiver six production, uh, Casey?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's really the the number one guy there when it comes to targets and everything else. Um, and, and with Kirk Cousins, they have like a nice rapport um, where he can trust him. And, you know, he's a solid guy. I mean, every now and then you'll get like something that makes you kind of feel like dang that's a bummer but at the end of the day he's not a sexy pick for me it's not a guy that i like think about constantly especially like when i'm you know doing a startup or when i'm doing like daily fantasy but he's actually pretty consistent and the fact that i mean the vikings aren't where they used to be when it comes to defense like You got to take that into consideration too. And the fact that there's not like a ton, a ton of guys there, like even the guys that you thought were going to step up like in the tight end, like with Irv Smith and stuff like that, it just hasn't happened. So yeah, dealing, if he's going to keep being productive, yeah, by all means, I think I might just try to hold him for a little bit longer. Um, If I want to sell him, I think I'm going to get him for a decent price. So uh, fingers crossed, you know, it depends on what league I'm in. If it's a trade X league, maybe not. But other than that, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I think that's a guy we we could have somewhat expected this kind of production from. Again, I think his value was just uh was down because in the off season everyone hates guys who are 30. So, yeah, but it's not sure. surprising he's he's the only so returning option that Cousins has any rapport with like you said. So, Definitely makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to go to the next guy. Which And this one, just like your Irv Smith comment, kind of hurt my soul. This (laughs) next one hurts my soul a little bit, too, because I'm such a DJ Moore guy. And DJ Moore, I believe, is wide receiver 31. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It doesn't even make any sense. If you were to tell me now, like back in the day, that like this is what was going to happen now, I'd be like, you are lying through your
1: teeth. (laughs) But his teammate, Robbie Anderson, (laughs) is wide receiver nine. It's the hair. Nick, what the hell is going on in Carolina? But, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out too, Rocky.
3: I have no idea. <laughs> no one knows. When I went and looked, I mean, I mean, so Anderson and DJ Moore both have pretty much identical targets per route run, and they almost have the same amount of targets. So DJ Moore only catching 50% of his targets is kind of baffling to me. I don't know what's going on. Um, i I'm obviously not giving up on DJ Moore. I think he's in the top five of air yards, or at least was going into week four. Um, and the targets aren't that far behind Robbie Anderson. Uh, but, I mean, Robbie Anderson's legit. I don't think he finishes the wide receiver one, but I do think he's a weekly starter now. You know, I mean, with that Carolina defense, they're going to be playing from behind. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see when McCaffrey's back. But, I mean, Mike Davis has been kind of getting the almost the McCaffrey workload, um, so I don't know how much is going to change. But for me, I I have no idea what's going on.
1: And it's funny, I, I again, going back to the note, I make notes for the show mostly every week, and the first note I have under Robbie and honestly, no idea what to make of this. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Yeah, um, but I'm with you. I don't think he finishes a wide receiver one. Uh, a lot of these guys I've been on board with, you know, either holding or buying. He's one I would be looking to sell. Uh, it, I, I doubt you're getting a wide receiver one price. Um, but I'd still be looking to sell at a wide receiver two price, whatever, whatever that may be for you. Um, I just, I think this is going to even out over the season and we'll see DJ Moore get his, his weeks. Um, and hopefully he'll be more consistent going forward and catch more than 50% of his passes. Um, so to try and get this moving along, we're going to move to the tight ends. Uh, we only have three of those, so hopefully it shouldn't take too long. Uh, Which is um, the first one we have is Robert Tanyan, who I believe was brought up earlier, who is in and these ones. I actually did do tight Mm -hmm. end premium, so they might be slightly different if you're looking at PPR rankings. But in 1.5 tight end premium, Robert Tanyan is tight end three. And I don't think it's just, I mean, everyone knows the amazing game he had this last week. I don't think it's just based off that. I mean, he had, he's had touchdowns in the previous two games. He's been involved, double digit points. Uh, Are you into Tanyan as an actual starter and possible tight end one uh, going forward this season, Casey?
2: I think I am, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with tight end, I said it like that because with tight end, it's so up and down. So hit or miss. And, when it comes to Green Bay, you're like, oh, they haven't had a tight end that's been relevant since dot, dot, dot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with him, I, I somebody tweeted me today and was like, well, I think it's because the Adams, you know, because Adams not being 100%, I think that Robert Tanyan has benefited from that. Uh, sure, yeah, he's benefited from that. Why not? You know, it's going to happen on any team. You're going to benefit from another player being a decoy or being injured. But Robert Tanyan, I mean, he was he scored a touchdown it doesn't matter if Adams is there or not. Like, Aaron Rodgers targeted him, got the ball to him. Aaron Rodgers is like, You're not going to get me weapons. You're not going to draft a weapon. I'm going to use what I have. Just like you were saying. Like, I'm going to show you. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers FU tour. It's a big FU <laughs> tour. You know, even J- even Jimmy Graham was relevant for a little bit of time at one point when he was with Green Bay. Like, you could plug him in on a bye week, which is still the same case now. But Robert Tanyan, I think it, it's just been one of those those situations where he's been in the league for a little bit, but like now he's on an offense that's cooking, another cooking reference, but I mean Aaron Rodgers like Aaron been doing that for a while. You no, know, Aaron <laughs> Cook. Aaron Cook, you know? Um yeah, Robert Tanyan, I'm I'm behind. And it wouldn't be fair to me to say that I was the one who found him because my wife was the one who told me about him. So <laughs> She's the one who was like, I have to pick this guy up. His name's Robert Tanya. You know who he is? I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I've heard his name before.
4: <laughs> yeah, kind
2: of. <laughs> I, but I guess Aaron Rodgers can make anybody relevant if he really tries hard enough. So, yeah, I think I, I personally am backing Robert Tanyan because tight end is so hit or miss. Why not try to take a shot on a guy that's, shown you, at least for the first couple of weeks, that he can get it done.
1: Right, and he's probably their best red zone threat, um, after Adams, at least. Uh, um, yeah. So he probably has benefited at some, like you said, with Adams being out. But uh, I, yeah, I think he's for real, and, and for me, uh, I was thinking about this, I think he's kind of the rare guy, you always hear I would sell for this price, I'd buy for He's the guy I'd both buy and sell for a second. If I needed yeah. him, I'm willing to pay a second for him. If, if I have... Kelsey and I picked up Tanya on wafers I'm willing to sell him for a second too Are you with that Nick
3: yeah I think that's totally fair yeah it's kind of, it's a little easier to predict Rogers targets just because he only throws the guys that he trusts clearly trusts Tanya so yeah no I totally agree with that
1: okay and uh, I guess I'll let Casey talk on this the next one for a little <laughs> bit first because it's another cowboy um, Dalton Schultz Oh uh, <laughs> tight end six. All the all the Blake Jarwin truthers must be going nuts because this is what they were expecting out of Blake Jarwin. So can can he can Schultz keep this up, or is this just a, a product of the insane Cowboys passing volume so far?
2: I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, With Schultz, like after game one, when Jarwin went down, I was like, oh, my God, Schultz can't catch a football to save (laughs) his life. I mean, you watched (laughs) the game. It wasn't happening. But I think it was maybe a little bit of nerves, maybe a little bit of I wasn't expecting to go in because, I mean, everybody has Blake Jarwin hopes and dreams. And then they got crushed in an instance. But with Dalton Schultz, he's in the perfect offense for a tight end to be just like the guy. Um, You got all these wide receivers that can catch passes, but Dalton Schultz showed, I mean, for most of the games this season, he's shown that he can like put up the points. He is reliable. He's, I mean, Dak obviously trusts him enough to keep throwing the ball to him. Um, and, And when he makes a stupid mistake, he comes back out and does something amazing. So I think that Dalton Schultz can keep up where he is right now because Dallas, I mean, they have Blake Bell there and I'm like, okay, if Dalton Schultz was to go down, I really do think Blake Bell could come in and like, also do what Schultz is doing. I think it's not really the player. It is the player, but I think that the situation is really like, no Jason Witten, bad quarterback, that uh, not bad in a bad way, but bad in a good way quarterback that can get the ball around. I think that the tight end is just set up there in Dallas.
1: So Before we move on to the last guy, do you have any fancy numbers on Schultz, neck?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. He yeah. played at 71% of snaps. But the great thing about that is
1: 52%
3: of those he lined out either out wide or in the slot. So they're actually using nice. him as a pass catcher, but nothing too crazy. I am a little sad about Blake Jarwin. <laughs> I have so much Blake Jarwin. I'm so excited. So, oh yeah. <laughs> you, me, and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and the last guy before we get into find me a trade and i'll let you uh talk on this one nick is johnny smith at tight end eight uh he did we did actually talk about him a little couple weeks ago on the show and that's tight end eight all these numbers are not points per game they're they're total points so that's tight end eight with the titans not playing last week um so Johnu, tight end tight end one high tight end one mid tight end one what do you think not tight end yeah, one. Yeah, I think
3: so. <laughs> I think uh, I think yeah. I think mid to high tight end one for sure. Um, I mean, I for me, it was the volume that was a little bit of a, a concern. Uh, but he just makes so many big plays and finds the end zone that it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, so he, I mean, he has three TDs on 13 catches, which isn't you know sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. But um, you know, his <laughs> uh, his yards per target is close to 10, and he has 13 yards per reception. So he's a big play guy. He's going to make it happen. Um, the one thing I would recommend is, I don't know if I'd trade for him in a premium, um, you know, he's 13th in the league in receptions, that is missing the one game, but in the premium, it really rewards more players like like, like Darren Waller or like Ingram who get, you know, seven, eight catches a game. Um, so in a tight end premium, I don't know if I would pay up for Jonu, but in a, in a straight up PPR league, absolutely.
1: Okay, good stuff, and yeah, and I'm with you. We were we were pretty high on Johnny when we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, so now we'll get into our find me a trade segment. Find me a trade this week. It's submitted by a friend of the show, Akeem Smiley at Akeem underscore Smiley. It's a 12 team PPR Superflex 1.5 tight end premium league, 30 man roster plus taxi start nine. A QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, super flex, and then two flex. Uh, he's been rebuilding for a couple of years. He's three and one this year, looking to compete. But he lost Saquon, uh, which definitely put a dent in that. But so he could definitely use some RB depth now and possibly tight end help. But he still has a pretty good team here. Uh, let me go over the roster for everybody. It's got Josh Allen and Mahomes at quarterback. He actually just lucked into a a third QB too, because he also has Kyle Allen on his roster. Uh, He's got Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Daryl Henderson uh, as his top three running backs, Chris Thompson and Benny Snell are his other guys. Uh, Receiver, he's got some good guys, but not real deep. DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, who's injured, MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and then mostly um, some younger guys are filler. And tight ends, uh, the aforementioned Dalton Schultz, and then mostly just a bunch of guys, Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon, the most noticeable. Um, and like I said, he's got Saquon injured. He's got Pittman and Sterling on his Sterling Shepard on his IR as well. So, um, why don't we get into, um, I guess, you know, what, I guess I will go first with my trade. um, and me and Casey both, I think, kind of thought along similar lines here. He's got Saquon. It's is probably his best asset to to trade without hurting his team this year. And going over that roster, I definitely think it's a team that, that can win this year, uh, especially if he adds a little bit more. So my, I actually came up with two trades. Uh, I'll just do my first one for now. Maybe I'll get into the other one later because it's kind of crazy. But uh, Saquon and uh, his second, which, which should be late, to team Lord football for Miles Sanders, Mike Gesicki, and Cole Beasley. This team has talent, you know, to go for the title. Um, he gets another high-end starting running back to go with Kamara and Mixon, which is a great group there. And even though it was Henderson as a fourth, that may be usable. He gets Gesicki to bolster his tight ends. Uh, maybe Schultz starts for him, maybe Gesicki starts for him, but he gives you options there. Uh, his wide receiver depth, is, I, I think I said Cole Beasley. Yeah, his wide receiver depth is pretty shallow. Uh, Beasley would be a nice depth piece that will get him. He gets 10 points almost every week, regardless of what happens. So uh, he's not anybody anyone cares about, too. So you could easily get him thrown in a deal. Um, and it Just uh, to me, it basically depends if the other team Lord football is willing to throw in the towel at this point. He's one in three. He does have. Some decent pieces. Uh, I mean, he's got Russell Wilson. He's got Julio. So it looks like he was trying to win this year, but it's not going so well. I can tell you. um, I think I I mentioned to you guys uh, I'm in this league, um, but I'm totally rebuilding. So I I think I'm okay. You know, this guy's contending, so I can give him a trade. So (laughs) I'm not looking to make the same trades he is, anyway. So, but, um, so yeah, I definitely think that. It depends on what he's thinking there, if he's ready to throw in the towel. And this guy, like I said, he's actually scored less than me, who is trying to blow it up. So
4: <laughs> I think he
1: should be throwing in the towel. That was my point there with my rebuilding comment. But so he can he can look at it as he's getting an upgrade at running back with Saquon. He gets that second for next year, um, while also getting some points off his roster to help with his draft slot because he does have his own first Um and he has another young tight end in Goddard, which makes Kosicki a little more expendable. So that's what I was thinking with all that. Uh, it probably depends. Some, uh, looking at some calculators, some some say that this is an overpay for what he's getting back. But I think he might to do that. I know some people are a little down on Saquon um, just because of the injuries. He's going into his fourth year, all that. But I still think he's a nice piece if you're looking to rebuild. I, I, I see Saquon as a guy who's going to be around a while. So uh, what do you guys think of this trade, Nick?
3: Yeah, I love the Barkley-Sanders swap. Um I def- I tried it in a couple leagues uh where I was contending and got and got shut down. I mean, Miles Sanders complete workhorse right now. Um and, and it's coming off a bad game, so it's a great time to buy. Um totally agree with it. Um, my love yeah. Idea.
1: just my biggest worry is, is kind of what you said is whether it could get done or not. If the Sanders guy is going to go for that, yeah. if, if you were on the other end, would you consider that Casey or are you probably saying no, even if you're willing to give up on this year, I'm keeping Sanders and not taking that back.
2: You know, <laughs> I think this will be one of those trades that I have to think really long and really hard about <laughs> and kind of maybe even go back and forth with the guy and just kind of like, eh, can you throw this in or something even, I mean, I know Saquon is Saquon, but at the same time, like me personally, I'm not as huge a Saquon fan as a lot of people. Um, I was a big Sanders fan going into the season. And I think that, uh, I don't have enough of Sanders that I might take this into consideration. Um, on that end, uh, and, and Russ, I mean, it's Russ. So, (laughs) you know what you're getting there. I'm not, you know, so, um, I think it's a pretty fair trade. And I think that if you need depth in certain spots and like, why not pull the trigger on something like this? And Beasley is always my, like you can throw him in and think he's a throw in, but like he's consistent at least like if you need a flex guy and like, we have all this COVID stuff going on right now, for instance, you don't know what's going to happen. Like having somebody that like, you know, you can at least depend on having that on your roster is uh, always a plus in my book.
1: Yep. And let's get let's get into yours then because it was you were thought along similar lines of trading Saquon. Uh so why don't you give yours and what and what you were thinking?
2: Yeah, before I started picking players off of your team and adding them to somebody else's team and trying <laughs> to do crazy like way too many, what's going on? Uh, I had to look <laughs> really long and hard at all these uh, the, the players because I mean the the benches are deep, the the teams have a lot of you know players on there that are like just guys that are just the guys um, but when I looked at it the first one that kind of like popped out at me was the fact that fit, to try to trade saquon just because of how I feel about him but also just because there are other guys in that same caliber and if you're trying to win now then get a guy of that same caliber that can help you achieve what you're trying to do now um, I so I put saquon and DJ Moore together because DJ Moore's kind of got that rap right now where it's kind of people are some people are kind of down on him just because he's been down, and we were talking earlier about how, you know, he hasn't really lived up with, you know, you have Robbie Anderson and everybody else that are doing, you know, more than more, Um, but with DJ Moore, I think that you could probably pair him and say one, and hopefully, fingers crossed, kind of trade to get, the Twitter team has Josh Jacobs, Lamb, and Ebron. I know that um, our guy really is trying I'm going to look for tight uh, tight end depth, too, if, if he can get it. And I think that Ebron is at least a solid play most weeks. Um, I think that the system is, is well with uh, Ben Roethlisberger throwing to the tight end, to, to Ebron. He's had the big games share. C.E. Lamb is on offense that's cooking right now. That can't get another one. Take a drink. Um, that can't, you know, stop. They're, like, <laughs> really, really getting the points right now. Josh Jacobs is, like, one of those Twitter darlings, but he's also one of my darlings. Um, I'm not sure. Sh- sure that you can actually get this trade to go through it. De- it just depends. I plugged it into, I because, you know, I pay it for every single trade calculator in on man. And I plugged them into all the trade calculators just to make sure that, because I always have to second guess myself. And most of them were in agreement that it's a pretty fair trade. It just depends on what you need. And I think that, you know, if, if I know our guy is a little weak at, the wide receiver depth and giving away DJ Moore might not be the most ideal situation, but then go out and trade for one of these slot receivers like, you know, like Cole Beasley or get you a Jameson Crowder or somebody that now Jameson Crowder's healthy again. Let's let's get him. We saw what he could do when he came back. He's not on a very good team, but he can get you the points. So if you need to make a trade and then go turn around and make another trade, I mean, I do that all the time. And I think that it really works out in your favor.
1: This one was really interesting to me because I, I have no idea. I have no idea if the other team would take it or not because it's real interesting. The team that you're training to uh, is the, the, three and like one. Said, the Twitter team is three and one. They are competing. However, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, assuming Derrick Henry and the Titans play again, he's got Derrick Henry, David Johnson, Aaron Jones at running back. So yeah. he could in theory afford to lose Josh Jacobs. If he likes mm-hmm. DJ more and more than Lamb, he could look at that as an upgrade. So I could see it possibly happening. It totally depends on on, on the the train of thought there. Um, and, and actually, though, and I don't hate it for for the team that's coming back to you, Angry Ninja Pirates, the one we're doing the trade for, Um Because he gets Jacobs obviously, and and Ceedee Lamb is actually scoring more than DJ Moore right now. Anyway, yeah, you just have to. It just
2: depends on how they value each of those guys. And you know, our guy has um old Ninja Boy. He has uh (laughs) (laughs) he has he has some picks that if he wants to like toss one in or two in just to kind of see if he needs to if they're going back and forth on it then that's what those picks are there for. I don't really. Think that you need to hold on to as many picks as you have if you're trying to acquire somebody to win now,
1: right? And uh, I guess Nick, what any thoughts on that trade? And then you can go into yours.
3: Yeah, I think my my biggest piece of that trade is is getting CD Lamb. I feel like he's impossible to buy right now. Like literally, no one's yeah. selling CD Lamb because uh, it feels like everything they're going to get for him is going to yeah. be too low. Um, and so for for me getting in early. Um on I mean early. It's not really early, but it feels <laughs> like it is because it feels like you know his ceiling's so high. Um, so for me getting you know two young pieces and jacob and lamb you know if you can get it to go through i'd, I'd love to get in on lamb probably not sure.
1: going to
2: get it to go through i'm just going pre- <laughs> to that, that was that would be my throw out offer and if you think i'm trying to lowball you i'm not
1: <laughs> i mean i honestly don't know it, it totally depends on how they value all those pieces. Exactly. Mean, i could see it going either way depending on what they're thinking if, if they yeah. still look at dj moore as you know Top five guy DJ Moore, then, then that might be more enticing for them. Uh, obviously, they're losing the points with Jacob. But like you said, the other team is contending, so that could be an issue. But he could also look at it as I have enough running backs and I'm adding Saquon for next year. So, yeah. Um, but Nick, why don't you go into yours?
3: Yeah. So I was last to get in the show sheet. So I got 50 hold. And, <laughs> and uh, no, was you, not allowed you had to do a non fake <laughs> <on> trade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no i'm with you guys i think the right move for him is the trade buckling so i love you guys line of thinking um so i went a little different uh the trade i went with was um he's going to trade away josh allen which is going to be tough but i have josh allen and michael Pittman going to big deck energy for matt ryan and matt and uh, mike evans uh so for me my biggest thing i always try to take advantage of value bumps and Josh Allen's got a huge value bump right now. Um, His team is really good. He's got the pieces. Um, But for me, my kind of thinking behind this trade was downgrading from Josh Allen to Matt Ryan is not going to be as much as upgrading, you know, a Jarvis to a Mike Evans. Um, I don't think Josh Allen's is going to score 30 points every week. um, And Matt Ryan's no slouch. I mean, there's a ton of garbage time. He's QB 11 uh, right now. Uh, it is a little tough to give up the age um, gap with Ryan and Josh Allen, and especially if Josh Allen gets even better, which is absolutely a possibility. Um, I felt the other guy was two and two who would be getting, uh, you know, the young Josh Allen, young Michael Pittman. Um, but he has the second lowest point total in the league. Uh, he has a nice mix of young and old guys. Um, so it kind of, you know, starts his rebuild because his point total is so low. Um, And it doesn't have to be Pittman. I really toyed with the second piece of this. Um, But I don't think you'd be able to get it straight up. But I mean, a lot of people are down on Matt Ryan after his last performance. Um, So it might be, you know, Isabella or it might be the second. Um, But Josh Allen in a small piece to downgrade to Matt Ryan and then upgrade to Evans is what I was thinking.
1: And yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be able, since you're guesting for Dustin, I wanted to be able to rip your trade. Like I try to rip Dustin's, but, um, <laughs> please do, <laughs> please do. No, but unfortunately you're, you're, Can't. you're speaking my language here because you, you know, I, I am all about trading down a quarterback. If, if you luck into a high end guy and not that it's totally luck because the people were valuing Allen pretty high, but now he's, you know, got top three, top five value. And I love the idea of trading down the Ryan, um, like you said, I think you could see similar production. You might be taking a little hit there. Um, But as we spoke about with their horrible defense, they're going to be passing all year. Uh, He's got great weapons. So I I don't think it's going to be that far off. And uh, I guess the only worry would be if this guy is willing to lose Evans, his, his receiving core is not that great. I and like you said, he's two and two with the second lowest points. So, but a lot of people aren't realistic at this at four games into the season. Like I'm, I'm willing to give
4: mm-hmm. up. The- <laughs> I, I'm
1: kind of like that. too. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, great. I'm, I'm one in three and in trade addicts three. And I'm not totally yeah. giving up yet either. So, <laughs> 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 with like the 10th highest point. Total, so. <laughs> hey, you know. But, but, but that would be my only worry is if, if, cause like you said, he does have some old guys on his team too, with like girly and, and yeah. maybe he's going yeah, to just- selling them off. But, maybe he's yeah, not as 27 Jewish. yeah and, and Evans doesn't even yeah old old he's he's you know dynasty twitter old but he's not yeah, I was about <laughs> <to say. laughs>
3: yeah. get out of here and so you had all my notes in in yours and my notes i have because i'm like rocky and i like cheap and older qbs <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's me exactly
3: yep. <laughs> that's but, like yeah but yeah
2: dating profile like uh all okay. uh,
3: the
2: decrepit I, even if you want. Rocky and I would
3: match on eHarmony for sure. There yeah. you go.
2: <laughs> Next ad, you guys watch out. You guys are about
1: to be sponsored. There you go. If eHarmony wants to sponsor the show, we'll okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was just saying, with that, if he is thinking he can still compete, that might be tougher. But I agree with you. He probably needs to move on. He's got mo- – most of his good pieces actually are young after his quarterbacks. He's got Herbert. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got Nicole, who's a little yes. interesting. Uh, Mark sure, Andrews. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, – so yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense for him. It's just a matter, of, you know, like you said to it. It's just a matter of whether he actually believes that makes sense for him. Um, but I think <laughs> the value's there. So, I, I, and like I said, I love trading down a quarterback to pick up assets elsewhere. That's 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 my whole mo. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that's our last. Oh, I guess I, I we're super long, so I'm not gonna go into detail on this. I'm just gonna throw out my giant crazy trade in case Akeem wants to hear it which was going nuts, going all in for this year and selling Saquon and throwing in Mahomes because I'm trading down a quarterback, but I'm not really trading down a quarterback. <laughs> As I've mentioned before, Mahomes is usually my exception <laughs> to trading down a quarterback, but Saquon and Mahomes for Russ. Russ Wilson. Okay,
2: I was about to say if it's Russell, it's cool.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: technically trading down in value, but but Russ is actually scoring again more than Mahomes at this point, so. For Russ, Miles Sanders, and this is to the same team earlier that had Miles Sanders, Julio Jones, Kasiki, and Beasley. So I'm not going to get in all the whos and whys and whatnot, but if, if you want to try and go crazy, Akeem, go with that one. Um, but that'll finish up our find me trade, which means that's going to do, do it for the show. So I want to thank Casey for coming on again, and Casey. Uh, I want to give you a chance to just, uh, you know, uh, we didn't do it at the beginning of the show. So give your Twitter handle, sure. plug all the different stuff that you do and let up everybody know where they can find you.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Casey Kasem. Uh, just started a podcast up uh, at the DAP network because I want to be cool like you guys. Um, and that's called Get Real with Casey Kasem. You can follow that on at get underscore pod on Twitter. Um, first episode with our friend Dynasty Outhouse will be out very shortly. Um, and then I write for the Fantasy Footballers and also for Fighting Chance Fantasy.
1: And and Nick actually wrote for the Fantasy Footballers.
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we've been uh, talking to, uh, about
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's where everybody on. like gets their like springboard. Like, hey, man, we hit the big time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We didn't hit the big time, but we're we're hitting the big time for us. Like, I never in a million years <laughs> thought that I'd be where I am right now. No, yeah, so.
1: that's amazing. Congratulations! It's,
2: it's super awesome, and you know, being able to do a podcast where I can talk to people and just kind of interview them about like what makes them tick and how fantasy football has kind of shaped their lives and how they got to be where they are. Like we're going to have like Matt Harmon on Matthew Berry is going to be on. There's going to be a lot of big names on. And then a lot of like smaller guys too, because, and, and, and girls, cause I'm a chick too. Um, uh, and <laughs> you know, just to, like highlight everybody and talk to them and have like a genuine conversation, much like, like, you know, like Dex Shepard has on his podcast or whatever. He just interview people. I'm just excited to get to know people. And I think other people should be excited about that too.
1: Okay, and uh, so just to again, thanks for coming on. All that was great. And uh, again, I am Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Attic. Uh, You can follow Nick at Nick Martinez BR. He may, may, may be our occasional guest host when Dustin shirks his duties once again. I apparently need to show up every every week. Dustin just comes in <laughs> and out. <whenever. laughs>
2: I need a co-host.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, just to do some of our business here, um, Dustin, you can follow at Dynasty Junkie FF. The DAP network is at DAP underscore network. Definitely follow that. Um, and then subscribe to the DAP Network so you can get our feed, you can get Casey's feed, um, and and, uh, Fantasy Timeline, Trade Addicts. It's just fantastic. Um, Give us a subscribe, rate, and review. And that will do it for this week. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back after week five. Junkies out. I didn't make you do the rap.